Let's be radically honest. There's a reason why you decided to become the professional or entrepreneur that you are today. Is it safe to say that it wasn't to be away from those you love or sacrifice yourself and your health while doing it? What if you could create the life and business of your dreams without working harder? What if stress and overwhelm were a thing of your past? Entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce is here to guide you through letting go of comparison and imposter syndrome so that you can stop making a living and start creating your epic life. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. So excited that you're here with me, whether you're live or you're listening afterwards. It is a pleasure to have your energy with me. So much appreciate you. Um, you know, I was giggling as the credits are coming in and talking about creating this epic life and what if stress is a thing of your past and what if you stop comparing yourself and you know that really was my story. Um, I had what on the outside would look like this super successful life. I had a financially successful business on the outside I had this, uh, this successful marriage, uh, great kids, and that's true my kids are awesome I'm prejudiced but truly. <laughs> <laughs> my kids are awesome but on the outside everything looks like absolutely perfect and on the inside I was a wreck I was a wreck I was working my ass off and I was always in comparison and I don't know about you if you've ever been caught up in that uh, place or that space where you're comparing your yourself your um, journey to others I uh, usually end up on the short end of the stick so it's, it's a judgment but it certainly is a judgment of self versus more so a judgment of others judgment is judgment though truly and you know it showed up in my life by judging myself and and creating this life this world where I worked really really hard and the end result was um being really sick the end of a marriage end of lots of relationships actually because of how I was showing up and so today's topic is really one of my favorite it is talking about fear and um, you know, the title is what's keeping you stuck, stifled and suspended in fear. That was my life for a very long time. And, you know, your propensity to hustle and grind is really keeping you, you know, keeping you stuck. And that work hard mentality that uh, you need to work hard uh, ethic, right? And I think, you know, when I was growing up, you know, my, uh, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. And, was taught that if you wanted success, you had to work hard, you had to make sacrifices. And, and I did that. And I, and I made the sacrifices and I worked hard. And I thought that if I did those two things and I created financial success, that I would be really, really happy. And that's not what happened. And maybe perhaps you've experienced that in your past, or maybe you're in that right now where you think happiness will come when. It's kind of like, you know, when I used to own the Curves franchises, I used to uh, hear a lot from women, I'll work out when I've lost five pounds, like I'll join the gym when I've lost five pounds. And, you know, I say that and some of you are smiling, maybe even some of you are guffawing and some of you are giggling, but that's kind of like, I'm going to be happy when I'm going to be happy when I have X amount of dollars in the bank is kind of like saying, I'm going to be happy when I lose the weight or I'm going to be, I'll join the gym right? I'll feel successful when I have this much money. I'll join the gym when I've lost weight. And it sets us up for this really weird dynamic where we're constantly delaying this thing that we desire. We're coveting something and it's always out of our reach, right? And I found certainly with women in business, 
um, you're probably, you know, certainly a lot of you are busy working your ass off. You're hustling and grinding. And I feel confident in assuming that you also feel, will feel this stuck, uh, stifled. And I would, uh, and I do love the word suspended in fear because for me, it really was that it was like this. I just didn't know what to do. I had done all the things I had tried all the things I had done the work hard. I had done the strategies and still, I really had this, uh, deep, deep, uh, impenetrable and unknown fear. I didn't even know that it was fear. So I'm excited to be sharing with you some of uh, this very, very topic that is so dear to my heart. In fact, today I'm going to do things a little bit differently. So for some of you, you're watching me on TV and others, you'll be listening to me. Uh, I'm going to be teaching from two of my favorite books. So I won't necessarily have the eye contact that we're normally used to. Uh, want to be completely transparent with you. So the two books that I'll be uh, working with today are Raymond Hollywell's Working with the Law. You can see all of those sticky notes. This is something that I study and it's uh, by Raymond Hollywell. And then the other one we're going to be talking about is Putting the Prosperity Idea to Work. And this is by a works done by Robert A. Russell, two of my favorite authors, two of my favorite works, uh, books that I work with on a regular um regular basis. So again, my name is Ranchal Van Bryce. Welcome to the show. Uh, earlier on, you heard that I'm an entrepreneurial success coach. I often refer to myself as a business intuitive. So if you've been around the world of intuition, you've heard of medical intuitives, right? They, they tap in, they tune into kind of what's going on with your body and can give you some guidelines and some solutions, maybe even some reasons why you're experiencing a physical ailment. This is what I do for business owners. I tap in and tune in to see what's uh, what the physical ailment of your business is, because I bet that you think it has to do with strategy or business foundations and systems. Now, for all of my people who love systems, we need them. Without you, like my life would be a muck, a muck, a muck, a muck, right? I think I used that word last week too. I love it. But beyond systems, there's something else. Beyond systems, there is what's underlying that. And uh, fear can be something that really plays in your life and sneaks in. It's, it's really an, an insidious emotion. Last week, I talked about there are really only six uh, fears that we, um, or two fears that we're born with, pardon me. One is the fear of falling, and the other one is the fear of loud noises. Beyond that, you know, we develop fears. We develop the fear of poverty, the fear of illness, like of health, the loss of love would be one, uh, the fear of aging, the fear of criticism. Those are just a, um, a few. And so today I want to talk about this fear of, of criticism and the fear of poverty. I would say that those two pieces show up on a regular basis and certainly on a regular basis for uh, women and even more so for entre, um, more so for entrepreneurial women. I say that, and then I might need to like, I don't know if it's more so, but what I what I know when I talk with my clients and other entrepreneurial women that I've worked with, really this uh, this fear of criticism is apparent. It's so apparent in our lives. Now, when we have these basic fears. We also then have limiting beliefs that are attached to these fears. I also, if you want to hear the whole entire show, it's last week's show. 
think it was last week's show, checking in with Kim. I think last, was it last week, Kim, that I, that I talked about this? Um, but really what happens is then we have all of these limiting beliefs that show up in our life when we have these particular fears. Now, I'm just grabbing my notes here. My, again, I apologize. I don't normally have notes, but I have notes today because I really wanted to have some clarity around this. So we have these, we have these limiting beliefs, right? Uh, yes. Thanks, Kim. So uh, last week, how healing your core wounds will make you more money. So we're carrying around this fear of criticism. Um, possibly, you might not have this, uh, this fear of poverty, which can show up a, a fear of like lack of a lack of money, a lack of financial resources is the experience, right? That's kind of the, the, the outcome that we have. These are attached to limiting beliefs. So when you have a fear of criticism, a, a limiting belief of I'm not worthy, or I'm not valuable enough, right? Or I'm not smart enough. Those are kind of really common fears that I hear a lot of women will say. And so when we have those particular uh, limiting beliefs between the, the fears and between the limiting beliefs, we have this paradigm, this set of beliefs that lead to the way that we behave, leads to our thoughts, leads to our feelings, and then leads to an outcome. So how fear works and how it keeps you suspended is it's kind of like this made up voice in your head. Now, the challenge is there's a lot of evidence of being unworthy or not having value or evidence of people talking about us. So there's enough evidence that our brain creates a neural pathway and says, when you do this, Ranchal, this is what happens. And there's, so there's so much evidence of the fear of whatever we're uh, afraid of shows up. So then we think that that's the truth, that we need to believe that. But what if you didn't? What if that may be a fear and you may have experienced that in your past, but what if it was that very thing that kept you stuck in the fear? What if it was that memory, that recollection of that time when you were, I don't know, four years old and you made a mistake and you were yelled at as a child, as an example, right? That um, interaction, that connection with an authority figure per se, or someone who is important to you has a long-term effect on you. Now, it doesn't have to any longer once you become aware of why you have the fear rather than asking yourself, like, why do you have the fear? Because you're going to go back into your mind. You're going to create the reason you have the fear, the evidence of it, and then you're going to justify why you're afraid. But how about we just let that shit go? How about we decide you know what, what if we could just erase our memory and we could just let go of all of the evidence of the reason why we should be afraid? What else would be possible? How would you show up differently if you asked yourself, like, what if I wasn't afraid? What if I didn't have that? Then what would my life look like? Would it look any different? I bet you, I bet you it would look completely different. I bet you your outcome would be different because you wouldn't be afraid. You wouldn't have this. So I can talk about this in theory, 
but let me give you an example. So this is a real life example from my life. So when I was in grade two, uh, we were going uh, into, I think it was gym class or gymnastics after school. Some of the details are fuzzy, right? And I read, but I remember I was wearing tights and a shirt and like a skirt, like a jean denim skirt. And I went running out from the girl's change room into the main area. And I forgot to put shorts on, whether my gym shorts or put back my denim skirt on. So I ran out, I was wearing tights. So it wasn't like I was in my panties, but I was wearing tights. And I, I ran out of the room and somebody um, from my class pointed out, isn't it really funny? I actually remember his name. So, but someone from my class pointed out that I wasn't wearing any pants and he started to laugh and he pointed at me and laughed. And all of the students that were there started to laugh. Now, notice how I'm not saying they laughed with me. I didn't think it was really funny. They laughed at me. From that moment, right, what's happened is my, my brain created a neural pathway that laughing at me is associated with humiliation and with shame. That making a mistake is associated with humiliation and shame. That people talking about me is associated with humiliation and shame. Isn't that absolutely crazy and bizarre? Because here I am 50 some years later, maybe well, 40 some years later, right? I can't remember how old you are in grade two. Uh, and I can remember that guilt and that, or that shame and that humiliation like it, like it happened yesterday. So imagine I can, I remember that as a memory, but more importantly, my brain remembers. My brain has created a neural network to those two things, right? So doesn't it kind of make sense that I would then have a fear of criticism, that I would look at something like that experience as criticism, right? Although I'm sure this young boy didn't mean to criticize me. That wasn't his intention, right? Uh, who knows what his intention was at the time. But I took that scenario and there's all of this evidence, right, of humiliation, this evidence of shame, this evidence of I can't make mistakes, this evidence of, of uh, humor, like a sense of humor, people laughing at me will trigger humiliation and shame. So I have more to share with you about what that looks like as an adult, how that's all connected to me being stifled, right? How I, how I uncovered and unpacked that uh, and suspended in fear. But before I do that, why don't we go into our first break? I'm super excited that you're here with me, whether you're here live or you're listening uh, afterwards. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. My name is Ranchelle. We're on Inspired Choices Network. And the show you're here with is Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce. 
you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Welcome back, everyone. I'd love for you to email me and we could connect and, you know, have a virtual coffee. Or if you live in Alberta, uh, I live in Red Deer, we can connect that way as well. That would be super exciting. Easy and easy, easy to find on Instagram. There's not a lot of Rand shells rolling around. Certainly there's not a lot of Rand shell Van Bryce's. So I urge you to connect with me. Uh, I truly, I truly love connection. And it's interesting for me when I start to have virtual coffees with people all over the world, it's like the world is actually becomes a little bit smaller, right? Which to me is, um, is fantastic. So before we went to break, I was sharing this story about being a young girl and walking or running out of a change room and not having all of my clothes on. I wasn't naked. I was wearing tights, but I didn't have any shorts or pants on. And uh, that triggered an emotion within me and that triggered a neural network, a connection in my brain. And uh, forever, for, for a very long time, that affected me and kept me stuck and stifled in the fear of criticism. So it was one of many examples in my life of this being criticized for just showing up the way that I was. I made a mistake. So can you imagine when your brain creates this neural network and it, and it says mistakes are bad. You can't be wrong. When that happens, people are going to laugh at you. They're going to criticize you. They're going to point fingers and they're not going to let you forget for a very, very long time that you made a mistake. Like, think about that. Think about maybe some of the areas in your life where you have a memory and, it, and you haven't realized the significance of the experience. And so this can keep us stuck in a place where we are afraid to. So here's an example. If um, I'm afraid of criticism and I'm afraid of people laughing at me, how long do you think it took me to be in a space where I decided, you know what? I think I want to have my own TV show, my own radio and podcast show. I mean, this was like something that I wanted to do like for 25 years, truly. But I was so afraid that people would message me, call me names, point at me and laugh at me. And so I didn't, but I didn't know. I didn't understand. I didn't know that the fear of criticism was so fierce in my life, so strong that it kept me 
from uh, doing the things that I a had a desire to do or I thought would be fun to do. It's like playing games. I've had a really difficult time playing games. Like I'm talking like not mind games. I'm talking like playing Scrabble or uh, or uh, card games or anything along that lines for fear of criticism. What if I make a mistake? What if I can't figure out how to play snakes and ladders correctly? What if I lose? Like all of these things. And again, it's not conscious thoughts. It's all subconscious, all unconscious thoughts. Crazy, isn't it? Like think about the significance of your experiences. Now, you more than likely, like myself, have a significant amount of experiences, positive experiences that could neutralize the negative ones. Right? Isn't it interesting how we don't often reflect upon the positive ones? Right? So we can make new decisions. We can make a decision that we're not going to allow a fear to stifle us, to suspend us, to stop us. But it has to be a conscious thought. It has to come from this place of, I'm in awareness of I have this fear, and yet still I'm going to move forward. I'm still going to do the thing. I'm still going to say yes to being on ICN. I'm still going to speak in front of the stage. I'm still going to do all of the things because the, my desire for what I want to share with the world needs to be stronger than my fear of showing up here. So my question for you is, what thoughts do you have? What would you really, 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 really love to do? And what do you think is preventing you from that? Fear of criticism, uh, fear of poverty, right? Fear of the unknown, which actually is related to criticism of poverty, <laughs> right? Is it a fear of aging, a fear of loss of love? right? A fear of dying. What is it? And when you, when you sit back and you percolate on that, you become aware of this fear and how it shows up over and over and over again. So a great, really simple exercise to do is to write down, I am afraid of, and then blank. I am afraid of because. Now, I often will share with my clients not to ask a why question because a why question, what it does is it takes you back into your brain, into your past and gives you all the reasons why. Because is a little bit of a different. There's still going to be a story attached to it. I'm afraid of public speaking because I'm afraid of being laughed at, right? So it's the thing, the public speaking that we think we're afraid of, but we're really not. What are we really afraid of? Being laughed at. And what are we really afraid of from there? Criticism. So you can take your basic, your, your top level, um, top surface fear, and you can bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. You can drill down. You can drill down to it, into it, right? I'm afraid of dating because... I'm afraid of that because I'm afraid of that because I'm afraid of that because, and you will get to the bottom. It's kind of a fun exercise to do if you like mysteries, like I love mysteries. And so I get to like peel this, peel these layers away, right? And then you can get to this core basic fear 
And with each one of those layers of fears, there'll be a limiting belief attached to it. Now I say limiting, let's just say belief. There'll be a belief attached to it, right? And it's those beliefs, it's even like I call it the, the yabbits, the yabbits in your life that are gold. So I'm afraid of, right, because of, and that means this, and that means, and that means, and that means, and that means. So that's one way. And the other way you can do this is I'm afraid of, and then whatever you're afraid of, and then the truth of this is, and then you can ask, what is the truth in this? When you ask your brain a question, you must answer. Your brain is designed to answer questions. Here's a fun game. You could ask, um, a, a fun game you can play is when people ask you, how are you? How are you, Ranchelle? Don't say anything. See how hard that is. Now you might say, well, it's impolite not to answer it, which, okay, there might be some cultural things to that, but you can't not answer it because your brain is geared towards answering questions, right? We, we have a thought process. Our brain is a system. It's like Google on steroids. It's a processing system. It's processing. I think, I think oh, is that we, we receive 400 billion bits of information per minute. Now, don't quote me exactly. I might have that incorrect. It could be per second, but I know it's 400 billion. So either minute or second. And we actually only process like, I think it's like 2000 bits versus the 4 billion. So we have all of this data, all of this energy, all of this vibrational stuff coming to us, all of these signatures coming to us. And we only process this very, very little. So when you ask yourself, well, what's the truth in this? There, your brain is, starts to look for, well, what is the truth in this? And it opens up what I refer to as the portal of truth. I love my portal of truth. In fact, I energetically created a portal of truth. Whenever I'm in meditation or I have a question, I see myself kind of like a Dr. Strange, right? And he opens up this portal of truth and it's that beautiful gold shimmery. That's what I do. I open up a portal of truth. To me, it's like this really significant energy. And then I ask the truth to emerge. I ask the truth to emerge. So two fun ways for you to look at your fears. I'm afraid of, right? Because, and then drill down, or I'm afraid of, put the fear in, right? And then you ask yourself, what is the truth of this? The next step of this process is to ask yourself, by having this fear, by holding on to this fear, it is preventing me to be, do, or have what? So by having this fear, by holding on, because you're holding on to this fear, it is preventing me from being, doing, or having question mark. This is really important. It's important for you to know what the consequences are for you of holding on to your fear of being stuck, of being stifled. This is important. If you knew the significance of how this fear is holding you back from living your epic life, from living the life that you desire, you would spend a little bit more time thinking about what you're afraid of and 
although systems are important and strategies are important, your systems and strategies that you develop will be stronger because they're not based in your fears. Think about that. If you have a fear, I'll use mine. If I have a fear of criticism and I go to create a marketing campaign and a sales campaign, and it requires like three or four steps, it requires me to put myself out there. How difficult do you think it's going to be? I can have the best damn systems in place. I can have the strongest marketing funnel, the strongest sales funnel. If I don't deal with that pile of poo, it doesn't matter because I'm not going to put myself out there. How many times are you holding yourself back? Not at a conscious level, but unconsciously holding yourself back because you have a fear. Procrastination and self-sabotage are a result of you having a fear that you're not facing. A fear of criticism, a fear of uh, loss of love, a fear of poverty, right? A fear of aging, a fear of dying. There's only these six basic fears that we have, and then all of these limiting beliefs that come from it. So how are you holding yourself back? Now, the, the coolest and craziest thing is, you might think that somebody else, it's someone else's fault. Oh, it's my mom's fault. It's my dad's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's my husband's fault. It's my ex-husband's fault. Oh, it's this person's fault. It's the bank's fault. It's the government's fault. Ah, bullshit. It's no one's fault. It's not even your fault. You're responsible, right? And what you're responsible for is taking a, 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 a bright light and shining it upon what it is that's holding you back. Oh, I'm so excited. I really wish I had a couple hours today because I have so much that I want to share with you, but Oh, well, we only have an hour. You know what? We're going to go into our second break. Uh, and when we get back from the second break, I'm going to just share a couple of great uh, paragraphs from these books about what it would be like for you to let go of this fear that you have that you're holding on to and what your life might look like. So let's go to break. Thank you so much. My name is Ranshaw. You're here on Inspired Choices Network. And the show is Ignite Your Many of us. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with entrepreneurial success coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. Join Ranchelle Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle. 
To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. You could, you could email me. We could connect. We could have coffee. We could have some fun. We could talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Oh, I like meeting new people. Have I made that clear? I do. I truly do. I like connecting. All right. My name is Ranchal Van Brace. You're here on Inspired Choices Network uh, on the show, Ignite Your Success with Ranchal. Whether you're here live with me or you're here, of course, listening afterwards, it's great to have you. I have been talking about fears and how they keep uh, stuff stuck and stifled and suspended in our life. And it's not even just our business, but really in, in our life. Uh, I also just kind of recapped the six basic fears, criticism, uh, loss of love, poverty, aging, uh, health, and death. There we go. I think I forgot health last time. And I talked about how that our fears are connected to limiting beliefs. We have these fears and then there's a, a, a plethora of limiting beliefs. But the most common limiting beliefs, I'm going to say really quickly, and I'm going to go quickly uh, into it. And of course, you can go back to last week's show and really talk about how your core wounds show up and how you heal those. You can move into a place of more prosperity. So here we go. Here are the list, uh, most common list of limiting beliefs not enough, not worthy, I don't belong, I need to control myself, I can't trust people, I'm insignificant or invisible, I don't have the capacity, there's a right way, um, it's just this way, there's only one way, I'm powerless and I'm not allowed to be capable and I need to be perfect. So these limiting beliefs show up in our life over and over again, they sometimes have different verbiage to it, but I think you kind of have this sense of what we're talking about. Before we went to break, I promised you that I was going to share with you some of the teachings. I'm teaching from the book, Putting the Prosperity Idea to Work. And it is by Robert A. Russell, one of my favorite books that I study on a regular basis and that I teach from. And so I'm going to share this chapter. It's a chapter 13, Prosperity and Fear. So... What word brings more disaster, poverty, tragedy, and misfortune into human life than any other? What word condemns more men to failure, penury, and want than any other? What is the word that retards man's progress and places obstruction in his path? What word causes more worry, lack of confidence, timidity, anxiety, self-deprecation, irresolution, balefulness, and depression than any other? What is the word that lays the foundation for more disease, sickness, and misery than any other? What word destroys confidence, hope, happiness, joy, and peace of mind? What word never adds anything to your health, wealth, comfort, or happiness? What word wastes your mental powers, saps your energy, destroys your efficiency, paralyzes your effort, and cuts down your chances of success? What word cramps your mind, stifles your life, and limits the powers of expressing? What word destroys ambition, weakens character, shakes confidence, and keeps millions in mediocrity? You got it. You guessed it. Fear. 
wow, isn't that amazing? I, you know, I really do love Robert Russell's work. It is written, uh, there's a lot of biblical terminology with it, and it is written in um, using the divine masculine uh, pronouns, uh, more from that patriarchal perspective. You know, there's a great saying in Alatine, take what you like and leave the rest. So what I would love for you to do is to, regardless of the pronouns that I used, right, uh, let that go if that's a challenge for you and really just receive the message. This is the impact that fear has. Think about it. Like it is um, amazing, right? It is amazing. This, when we are in awareness of this, um, of this impact, right? Yes. Take what you like and leave the rest. This is from a 12 step program, which I was happy to grow up in when I was a teenager, right? I went to Alatine, love Alatine, love, love, love. So have you guessed what the word is? The word is fear. Fear is the foundation of all of our financial difficulties because it reverses the law of attraction. Fear is faith turned upside down. Okay, that is a mic drop. Fear is faith turned upside down. It is when we fear want or failure, we attract it to ourselves just as surely as though we desired it. So when we fear we fear want or we fear failure, we attract this to us just as though we desired it. What you focus on, you create more of. So here's the thing about understanding what you're afraid of. If you don't understand what you're afraid of, you are creating in your life situations where you are experiencing it over and over and over and over. I call it my Groundhog Day. Groundhog Days are absolutely, I have 100% confidence in saying, are based in fear. And the fact that you're not necessarily aware of what fear it is that you're facing, because we're not taught this, we're not taught to, I mean, we're taught things like, uh, feel the fear and face it anyway, I can face this freaking fear of criticism every single freaking day, there have been too many f-bombs there, <laughs> I can face them, but if I don't understand how to like reprogram my brain, great. My, you know, like clap my hands, I faced it, whipty, you know, do. It's about what do you do with the information? Information, education, information without application means nothing, right? Um, I used to say this time, information is power. Well, you know, there's part of that. No, it, there is. Information is important, but if you can't apply it, if you can't make change, then information is just that. It's just information. It has no value in your life if you can't take the information and apply it and set yourself up to create and to manifest a different life. The law of fear works in two ways, just as all other laws do. It either draws the thing you fear towards you or it forces you toward it. Let me say that again. The law of fear works in two ways, just as all other laws do. It either draws the thing of fear towards you, or it forces you towards it. This is why the object of fear is likened to a moth fluttering around a flame. If you do not change your position in the law, reversing the thought is what he means, you will be consumed by it. Why is this true? Because whatever you give your attention to absorbs you. So, like, it's so important. 
whatever you pay attention to absorbs you. Like, holy crap. So if you're paying attention to what you don't want, if you're paying attention, even at an unconscious level, you're paying attention to one of your fears, you're going to absorb that. You're going to emit the energy of. So here's what I mean specifically. Here's a specific example. If you have a fear of criticism and you're unaware of it, right? Uh, or you're not managing, you're not doing anything with it. You're not, you're, you're not doing something to reverse it, right? To work on it. And you go into a sales call, what fear are you emitting? What frequency are you emitting? You're emitting the frequency of I'm not worthy, which is a limiting belief. I don't have value. I'm not capable. But the bottom line, what is the fear? The fear is of criticism. What if I try to sell them something and they think I'm being salesy? Oh, no, you're trying to sell something. <gasps> yes. Right. I had a phone call yesterday with a group of ladies because I'm doing uh, an event in Red Deer on November the 4th. That's an in-person event called the Clarity Confidence Connection event. And we have some amazing speakers, like amazing speakers. And I asked them to ensure that while they were speaking, they had an offer. They shared their offer uh, while they were on stage. And I don't know about you, if I have any uh, speakers that are listening to this, that the, it's really interesting because the, what's happening in the world of speaking is, oh, I want you to come and speak. And lots of times as speakers, we have to invest money. I mean, um, we're not at that Jack Canfield level where we're getting paid to speak yet, right? Yet. But so when you're starting out, you'll often you'll invest in speaking. You'll pay money to be on a stage. And then um, what's interesting is now what's going on is like, oh, I want you to pay to be there, but you can't sell where you're there. Like that's a WTF moment. Like what? Because sales is bad. Like what message are we sending out to the universe? If you're not allowed to share your passion while you're on stage, like to me, this is the crazy making place, right? What? It makes no sense to me. The world is made up of people have an offer that products and services to sell and we have buyers but to make it dirty, you can't talk about your offer because what? Like, I'm like, I'm just like, I'm mind blown. Anyhow, side rant, but there's a purpose to my rant, which is we have these really kind of beliefs that are implanted, kind of you may be forced upon us, like don't sell on stage because selling's dirty. What? Is buying dirty or just selling, right? Like, how is, how is this? Or what are, we, what are we actually saying? What we're saying is be afraid of being criticized. Be, be afraid of poverty. Because goodness gracious me, we don't want you to like put yourself out there and try to close the deal because people might think you're being salesy. I'm like, okay. That, 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 if, that's, if someone thinks you're being salesy, that's their pile of shit and not yours. However energetically, what I'm sharing with you is if you have a fear of criticism and you have a fear of, of, of failure, which is criticism, or you have a fear of being too salesy, criticism, which is also linked to poverty, I'm sure. Well, that's the signature. That's you're emitting this vibration of fear. So how do you think that someone sitting across from you, they might not even know that you have that feeling, but they're going to sense something. They're going to sense that something doesn't 
feel right. They might use different words, different language than I do, but they're going to sense that something doesn't feel right. And their interpretation of that is something doesn't feel right. I think they're hiding something. So I can't trust this person. So I'm not going to buy all on an energetic perspective, right? Mind blowing because you might have the fear of criticism, but what if you just let that shit go? What if you move through it? What if you dealt with it? What if you had a conversation with your fears on a regular basis? When I started doing this work, I talked to myself and my fears every single day because they were so, so ingrained. They were so deep, right? The fears are all the same. So mine really was this fear of criticism um, and this fear of loss of love, which led to my core wounds of abandonment and rejection and not being lovable, right? And so everything that I did was based on, I want you to think I'm with this cool chick so that you work with me or love me or hire me or, you know, whatever. And so there's, when you're, when you're doing the work, it's a daily practice. It's not like a one and done. And Hey, listen, I have done NLP. I've done psych K I've been hypnotized. I don't think there's a practice out there that I haven't done where someone's promised me to be a one and done. And what I came to understand last year was this is part of my journey that this is part of my journey. And part of my journey is to experience it so I can share. So I can share with you, hey, it's okay. You can move through this. There is hope, but it might not be one and done for you. It might be a process. It might be a practice. It might be a lifetime journey of looking at the fears and doing the thing anyhow. This is really, I think, face the fear and do it anyway. I think that's really what the intention of that um, behind that quote was. Okay. So I'm just going to finish up this paragraph and then we're going to go to break here. So the last thing I said was because whatever you give your attention to absorbs you. If you give fear the best seat in your mental household, you will attract as guests not only poverty, penury, and want, but all the mental vampires that are the progeny of fear. I love how he writes, by the way. The progeny of fear. Vampires that are progeny of fear. I mean, I'm really visual now. I never used to be, but I started practicing. When I started practicing visualization, I became really visual. So I really literally see the fear arising up and vampires and penury and poverty, right? And when you hold on to that, when it absorbs you, there is no choice but to attract that in your life because it is a natural law, just like the law of gravity. The law of attraction is the same. This isn't just a spiritual law. This is an actual quantum physics law as well. We don't have time to go into the science behind it today. Uh, But uh, as you listen to my podcasts, you'll see that I drop tidbits of science all throughout as I talk about the spirituality things, because I think it needs to be a combination of both. All right. I talked really fast. I get it. I know. But let's go to our last break. Thanks for sticking with me. Uh, would love for you to, you know, to uh, be here when after the break. Take the show home with me because I have more that I want to share with you. Thank you so much, everyone. My name is Ranshaw. You're here on Inspired Choices Network. Many of us view success as something that you arrive at, something you pursue, something that you will have to make happen. What if you ignited success within yourself? What if you viewed success differently, changed the way you look at it? Would you feel differently about yourself and your journey? Tuning in to Ignite Your Success with Entrepreneurial Success Coach Ranchelle Van Bryce, you'll receive tools and insight to ignite your very own success differently. 
Join Ranchell Wednesdays on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific. Welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to rvb at igniteyoursuccess.ca. Hello and welcome back to Ignite Your Success with Ranchelle on Inspired Choices Network. Oh, so excited. So before break, I was talking again about our core, our, our fears, our six basic fears, how that's attached to the limiting belief. I shared a personal story early in the program about um, you know running out of the change room without any uh, pants on. I had I had tights on, um, but no um, no shorts, no skirt that I was wearing. And the long term effect of that, until I became aware of oh my goodness, this thing happened, and I had tied all of these events to uh, to this one event unknowingly at an unconscious subconscious level. But my brain remembered. My brain created this neural pathway of. When you do something that might be scary or you do something new and you're laughed at, there should be shame around it, right? Uh, you'll be criticized for behaving a certain way. And really that affected me for a very, very long time. In fact, I think it was, um, oh, like six months ago, maybe nine months ago, some sometime in 2022, I realized that I really don't like wearing skirts. Um, my And my, my family, I have two sisters and, and a mom who's uh, still with us. And they love dressing up in skirts, in dresses. And I've never really, that's just never been my thing. And when I had this memory kind of, it was like, oh, well, no wonder I don't like wearing skirts because when you wear a skirt, you might forget to put your skirt back on and you're going to be laughed at. I'm not sure where I would be, right? But what kind of program we're talking about? I left my clothes someplace else, but it did have a long-term effect on my, even on stuff like that. That's my point of what I wanted to share. And then uh, before the break, we talked a little bit about, I read from Putting the Prosperity Idea to Work by Robert A. Russell, and we talked about fear. So um, there's a, there is a quote here that I want to share with you, and it uses the word God. So for those of you who are triggered by or tweaked by that word, uh, insert higher power, Buddha, Allah, divine intelligence, spirit, universe, uh, whatever word resonates with you so that you can receive the message, right? And so I'm going to use, I'm just gonna use it as a quote because I'm quoting, I think it's important that I use his words. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. According to the law of heredity, man is only entitled to but two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. So it's, it's, to me, it's amazing because if we, we accept that, that we only were born with the fear of falling um, and the fear of loud noises, if there's one part of it, we can accept that piece. And the other part is the other, other fears are programmed into us. Now, there certainly is other theories out there that fear is part of our DNA level. And I want to acknowledge that. I don't have time to talk about that you know, today. I do want to acknowledge that. What's most important, and I think what I would love for you to walk away from today, is you can't take your fears and shove them out, right? They will emerge. They are with you 
all the time until you set them out on the table and you acknowledge them. Have you ever tried to ignore, right, a two-year-old or a four-year-old? So I have two kids and it was like, mommy, 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 mommy. That's what I like in my fears to be, right? Angel, 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 angel. They don't go away. I can't ignore them. I can't push them away. I can't suppress them. I can't repress them. I've tried. I spent many years just like, doesn't happen. It's non-existent. I'm not afraid of anything. Oh, bullshit. Oh, bullshit, right? So be in awareness of what those fears are, right? And what makes this really simple is that the fears that we have are disguised, but can be broken down to fear of poverty, loss of love, um, illness, death, aging. And there's one more, sorry. See, I always forget that sixth one. There's always a sixth one that I forget, right? So all of those though are linked to those basic fears. So we can, we can unpack this and unravel this in a really easy way because it's such basic but critical information. And then from there, you can, uh, you can ask the questions, right? About what this means. I'm, I'm afraid because, and, and this means this, like, because, 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 and you just drill down, drill down. That was one tool. The other tool that I, I gave you was I'm afraid of, of, and then list your fear. And the truth of this is, and it's preventing me from being, having, or doing question mark, right? This allows you then to tap into what's going on, what's keeping you stifled, what's keeping you suspended, and how it's showing up in your life and preventing you from living what I believe we are all deserve, which is ease and flow. And we're all meant to have ease and flow. And we're all meant to live an epic life. And we just are unaware of how our programming affects us short-term and long-term. But the thing is, there's so much information out there now. We're so much more in awareness right, of both the science and the spiritual, there's no reason for you to be stuck or stifled or suspended in fear. It really is your choice. It's a decision that you've made. So I want to encourage you to make a different decision. Make a different choice and decide that today is the day that you're willing to move into this place of vulnerability and you're willing to look at shine the light of truth. Use my visual, if you want, with the portal of truth, right? Open up a portal of truth. Ask Dr. Strange to join you. Open up this portal of truth. Invite the truth in. Invite the truth in. And make the decision to live a different life because you can. It's up to you. Thanks, everyone, for joining me this week. Thank you for listening to Ignite Your Success with Ranchell. Ranchell returns Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern. 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, be big, be bold, be brilliant, be you.